What's going on, folks? So the Texas National Guard is adding more razor wire to the border pass in, or the border and eagle pass. Despite the Supreme Court ruling siding with Biden, it looks like Texas does not want to back down. I'm here with special guest Bobby Sauce to join me today. We're going to talk about that. And this is going to be a very interactive show because a lot of what we're talking about is going to be speculation on the election between Trump versus Biden. I'm pretty much ruling out Nikki Haley has no chance. And uh, I will try to read all super chats and comments today. That's the show. Thanks for being here, Bob. Dreamer podcast starts now. It's the Dream Rare Podcast, welcome to the show The way to get the news at the desk or on the road Let's go, God is great and success in our control The world is crazy but we get better from obstacles, yeah What's going on Facebook, what's going on YouTube You know what, I just saw that Rumble actually has a live link So I think they're done doing it the way they were And I'll try, I, I totally forgot today, oh well But I'll try to be on Rumble from now on It looks like they actually have a key to do it But I'm here with Bobby Sauce, thanks for being here Yeah, glad to be here again yeah, so we'll start with the first story, and then I really want to get into the the Trump Biden election. I'm once again I'm throwing Nikki Haley into, I wouldn't say the trash can. We'll, we'll say we're throwing her into, uh, you know, off season where she'll come back scamming and in, in, in the future. But um, in Texas, it happened yesterday. I reported on it. Everybody did that. It was a five four ruling. It was Justice Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett sided with the liberals women uh, um, of the Supreme Court to not allow Texas to do their own sort of border wall and secure their border. Um, today, Texas isn't listening and they're just putting it up. So I guess I'll start with two questions to you. One, how, how do you see this playing out? Like, I don't know what, what is like the Supreme Court even do? Like, what would they do about that? Would they arrest these people? And then the second thing I want to answer, obviously most libertarians, conservatives, and Americans want to secure the border. But I did see some people who said, Anomaly, you're overlooking this court case. You know, the uh, the state shouldn't have the right to do that. It should just be the federal government. So Amy Coney Barrett made the right decision. What do you think about those two? I mean, I don't know. the. I, I looked into this a little bit, but I know that a lot of it has to do with exactly the reasoning behind why she made that decision. I think at the surface level, it seems pretty obvious. Like, why are you... Why would you stop somebody's ability to block people from coming in at the border? Um, but I don't I honestly don't know exactly what will happen. But to me, the thing that's important to remember is like if the Supreme Court is the highest court in the land, if we like Amy Coney Barrett's decision in such and such a place, if we don't know exactly why she made that decision, I would wager that a lot of people probably don't know why. And it's like, if I haven't even, if I haven't even looked into it enough to know exactly what the reasoning behind it is, then I would wager that probably a lot of people haven't either <laughs> yet they're sharing their outrage about it. So to, it would be premature for me to say for certain, but it would certainly be on brand that the Biden administration would want people to come in here illegally. Why she would say that or side with them uh, remains to be seen, but I don't know what can be done about it, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not a government and legal expert, despite right. what millions may think. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to this sort of stuff, I just find it as an American citizen, taxpayer, voter, et cetera. I find it interesting how when Republicans do stuff, they can never do it. But then when Democrats do it, people will make excuses for it. Like when Trump was in office, he clearly did a better job of securing the border and he used his federal power to basically I think it's called like the stay over there. I don't know how they worded it, but they with with Biden, they could come seek asylum and get lawyers. And with Trump, it's like, nah, like, you know, just stay over there. Um, 
But besides that, it's like there still was a lot of illegal immigration when Trump was in and he deported less people than Obama. And for those I'm not crying about it, I'm just saying it's like when Republicans get in, they can't do anything. When Republicans get in, they could lock the country down and they and they don't know how to do it in the courts. And it takes like three years. And then Amy Coney Barrett votes on the side of lockdowns anyway. And Trump picks her. And then like Biden gets in and like they're flooding over the border and like Texas can't do it. And then there's like very few people, but they'll stand up and be like, that's the right thing. It's like, how come federal power means nothing when Trump's in office? It means everything when Biden's in office. And I have to say, I'm, I'm not libertarian, but I'm libertarian-ish. I do agree with libertarians on some things. I don't agree. And I'm not saying all libertarians think this because I think most probably agree with me. But this idea that, oh, you know, the state shouldn't be allowed to secure their own border. That's a federal thing. It's like, dude, if there is no country, there is no state. If there is no country, there is no federal government. Like in order to have any of these things functioning, you need a country. So it's like a border. I would think federal state. It doesn't matter. It's the border of Texas. If laws don't apply based on the borders, then none of the governments matter, state or federal. So I would say that this isn't a state or federal issue. It's like a geographic border issue. And I completely disagree that, you know, the Supreme Court should overrule any sort of barrier personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it seems it seems uh, it seems almost unreasonable to think that the Supreme Court could could rule at something that would be against you defending your own state. It's not like Texas is installing borders in Arizona or something or going outside of their own their own like jurisdiction, I guess. But I don't know. It seems kind of crazy that a federal rule could could impede your ability to protect yourself. And I think that there's actually a lot of powers that states are supposed to have that um, that almost give them a separation from the federal government in a lot of ways. Generally speaking, I wish that more states could handle their their own things. And I think that it probably would be better if all states had that that degree of power. Now, not necessarily the power to deport people, for example, which I know is only a federal thing, but uh, it certainly seems like like there's more research to be done on this matter um, that I just haven't had a chance to do yet. I thought of something funny when you were like, you know, they're not building it in Arizona, which is true. But it's like we should start like a whole new topic that's not happening and see how many people we could trick. Be like, dude, you can't have you can't have Governor Abbott building Taco Bells in, in, in uh, you know, in Tijuana. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that's and like, he's not doing that. I just <laughs> just trying to see how dumb people <laughs> like well, that, some side topic. Like he can't be building Taco Bells in a, in a different city. Well, that's the problem, dude, is that that like therein lies the problem is like, will will 98 percent of people that pay attention to this type of stuff, would they be willing to say what we just said, which is like, I don't know about the Supreme Court. I looked at this seems bad, but I don't know yet. I need to do more information. I would wager that like 98 percent of people will just repost the thing and be like, Oh, like Amy Coney Bear or whatever. And it's like, it seems reasonable to me that they would do that because they trust and rely on like influencers and people that are like basically digesting and regurgitating the media into digestible pieces. But it also creates a real uh, a real weak spot because they can sneak in like a lie. Like if you and I made a good enough meme that was like, Amy Coney Barrett like wants to deport people into a Taco Bell in Arizona from Texas. People just be like, yeah, exactly. They'd be like, that's outrageous. Well, and without a community, no, it's like, would would the truth be found out until days later? Who knows? And what I'm wondering with the Supreme Court is like, this is, listen, I'm a law abiding citizen. I'm not trying to get set up. I know they're out here trying to set everybody up all the time with like little plots. But say Texas says, you know what? 
I don't care what you said, Supreme Court. I'm building the wall. <laughs> and then the Supreme Court says, no, that's illegal. Like what happens then? If I don't, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but if they wouldn't budge and the Supreme Court wouldn't budge, would they send agents out to arrest like Governor Abbott? And like, and then what would that spur? I'm not, I'm not like screaming civil war like everyone else, but it would be an interesting like dynamic of like, no, nope, we're coming for you. And you know, it would almost be kind of epic in my opinion, like just watching that unfold. <laughs> well, I, I would wager that no meaningful thing would be done, even if they were to break some type of law or whatever. But I mean, like one thing that's is exceptionally crazy is how quickly things move when how quickly things can move when the federal government decides that you can't have something like, for example, the issue with the um, with the Border Patrol agents that were on horseback a couple of years ago, where like the they were they had horses and the horses were trying to get the migrants from like stopping to come in. And they right. had horse reins that they used to control the horses and the guys that the, the people that actually took the photos of it, they're like, nobody was doing any like whipping. That's not what happened. But right. they said that it was anyways. Then they took away the horses and like the purpose of the horses because all-terrain vehicles are a very expensive to maintain and 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 it's difficult terrain to get out there so they're just like no horses are allowed now so it's like okay just let them no, in. it's like, like that really happened right no with the reins like you know they're yeah. and then like bartleby bartleby like barnabas the fourth from like la times or something comes over and he like snaps a picture he's like oh my gosh and like snaps a picture of the reins with like an angle that makes it look like a whip and it wasn't that and they like publish it because like oh my liberal friends are gonna freak out over this and then like they're like uh we're gonna get rid of the horses it's like that doesn't solve any of the problems at all but it was like bad optics so that like you said the fact that they're able to do that so quickly uh, based on optics and like liberal opinions right. on something that didn't even happen moves faster than like a, a wall i and with lockdowns and stuff, like I'm, it's like, how is any of that constitutional? They start wars in Yemen. Nobody signed off on it, you know. And like, some two people recently died on on ship. I saw Dan Crenshaw posted it, and he's like, "Rest yeah. in peace to these two American soldiers." And listen, I'm gonna say this because I believe it. Uh, God bless our veterans. God bless these people. It makes me sad because I, they look like great people, and I respect our veterans like we're doing all these proxy wars all over the place and and people are dying for reasons that aren't even what they tell you for and it's super sad but it's like they can do that and kill our our, our soldiers over a proxy war with like five different countries that no one signed off on but somehow a lockdown doesn't get the supreme court to act quickly but a horse does like so so crazy well right well i mean the thing is, is that you you make a very you made a very good point before where it's like, how come the Biden administration can do things that are unconstitutional and break the law and create all of these risks and whatnot and act exceptionally quickly and effectively? And then like it has to go through the courts and get litigated and takes months and all this stuff happens. Anyhow, how are they able to do that? And how are Republicans never able to do the same thing? Like, did Donnie do anything that was anywhere similar to to that i don't know i certainly didn't didn't see much of it but even aside from donnie are other republicans doing the same thing because i feel like none of them are playing by the rules but the left is not playing by the rules but getting things done 
a whole lot faster. It's like they impeached Trump twice for nothing. Yet here we are four years into Biden. Did they impeach Biden? <laughs> like, of course they didn't. They so said it's they like, would. They, right. they, they've raised them out a lot of money saying they would on Twitter. But yeah. It right. <laughs> yeah. It's like they don't. It's like the, the Republican Party is like the biggest joke of any and all time. But apparently, apparently it gets a pass in an election year because we got to stick to the team. Stick. Just gang up for the team, guys. Let's all just pretend it didn't happen. And with Amy Phoney Barrett, I just I spoke about it a lot yesterday, but I want to before we move on, really like hammer this point down. I watched a Citizen Free Press. I think I don't know who runs that account, but they seem like a nice person. Um, they're like uh, their head is so far up Trump's ass, so it's insane. But anyway, it's like they're like this Correct. is Benedict Arnold territory. She turned on us, and I'm like, listen, before she got, and I just want to make this clear for everybody listening. You could look this up before she got in. She helped Illinois stay locked down. She was one of the main judges that ruled that Illinois' governor could be a communist dictator and lock you down like a bunch of animals. Like, she allowed that before Trump picked her. And we were in a lockdown, a soft one, but a lockdown when he picked her to the Supreme Court. So it's like, if you're dumb enough and such a bad leader or chooser, like Trump is for everything he does, to pick a pro-lockdown judge that was also pro mandate and this was known of course she's going to do this so the, the situation is not she's benedict arnold and she turned on us the problem is 99 percent of republican journalists aren't journalists they're activists fanboys and professional like coattail riders so they're always four years behind on every narrative and instead of like when people get mad at me they're like oh whoa 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 it's like do you know what journalism used to be at one time? It would like hold powerful people accountable. I'm not out here trying to like pick on random people like CNN. It's like these are billionaires and the people that are running our country. And if we use journalism and our movement to hold them accountable and like hold the line, then they won't do certain things. But Trump never has to not do anything because everyone is like delusional. So I saw so many accounts act like she turned and she changed and she didn't change. She was always that person the entire time. And if I can figure it out, guys, I was sitting in a house in the suburbs with a crappy laptop that half worked and I could figure it out. I didn't even finish college. And you're telling me some guy who raises billions of dollars with 50 advisors and 500 people working for him couldn't figure it out. It's the same. It's not that they couldn't figure it out. They don't care. And the second that you realize they don't care, they're going to have to care. So I just wanted to set the record straight. You could be upset at Amy Coney Barrett, but why not be upset with the person that put her there? She can't put herself on the Supreme Court. He chose knowingly a pro-lockdown president, which I mean a pro-lockdown Supreme Court justice to do that. And when you look at his pharmaceutical ties and the money he took and the people he hired and the Operation War Speed, you know, if you weren't cosplaying fantasy hero Marvel 5 return of the Trump vengeance on Alvin Bragg, you'd realize that he's just as in on it as other politicians. But that's a line that most people don't want to cross. So they follow people like citizens free press that's like oh my gosh who could have saw this coming and then the next tweet's like look at trump eat a slice of pizza he eats the pizza so presidential and they're like dude come on you know you, you actually you actually just uh made me think of something interesting that i actually didn't even think of until just now the this is actually kind of fascinating i, I don't know why i never picked up on this the left-wing media actually 
actually is better at marketing and branding because they pretend like they have objectivity in the sense that they cover all of the issues and and break into them. And then when they lie, there's such a volume of different things where they, in theory, point out point out errors on their own side, but then they can lie about the big things that really matter. So I'll give you an example. Like, one of the big things about Joe Biden is like Joe Biden is old. His brain is deteriorating and he's <laughs> incompetent, right? The left and the left wing media will say that. They'll be like, everyone says that Joe Biden's brain is rotting and they'll point it out and then they'll dive in and they'll find experts and whatnot that will justify <laughs> it. But it pretends like it's objective. So people are like, look there, here they are deciphering the problem. And then if there's more media about it, it's not like it's just coming from the other side and they're hiding it because they cover it and break it apart. And then they create such a mix that it gets lost. Right. On the right. If they point something out about Trump, everybody's just like, no, he doesn't do that. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. And it's like they pretend they don't even pretend that it could be real and then come up with some way of like kind of breaking it apart and breaking down the argument. They just say, nope. And then they, that's the end of it. So the right wing media doesn't even brand it properly. They don't even feign objectivity. They're like far more almost in a lot of ways biased. Like you had said the other day, or I don't know if it was when we were just talking, it's like the right wing media is almost more biased than the left wing media is about the right. And I guess you could say it's to counter all of it, but at least on the left, they like pretend to be objective right. to some degree and they break those narratives apart. Like they did it with like, um, They're with the let's TV. go. Yeah. With like, they did it with like the let's go Brandon stuff. They like, they create dark Brandon, they rebrand it so that it starts to lose gas on the right. They're like master manipulators and everyone says they're stupid, but they're actually hyper intelligent. They know how to, they just know how to win the game. Yeah. Someone commented. They said, I didn't know that about Amy Coney Barrett. Here's the problem. No one knows anything on the right wing anymore because <laughs> I, I'm telling you me and Robert Barnes, there's gotta be a few uh... others, but like Robert Barnes was really driving that narrative home that Amy Coney Barrett was pro lockdown. When I read it, I did the research myself and I found that she absolutely was pro lockdown. She was the reason Illinois stayed shut. But no one wants to report that like D.C. Drano, typical liberal, all these people like it's like it they won't they won't post it. If they see that, they'll be like, well, that makes Trump look bad. So, like, I don't want to post that. And I'm not hating on these people as people. I'm just saying, like, this is all of conservative media. They're they're almost they're they're almost making it impossible for us to ever win anything because they they don't allow for us to use our leverage to to hold trump accountable on these topics instead right. they like role play like marvel and then act like shocked and i laughed at it all yesterday so i don't want to be too repetitive but it's like it's just so funny watching them act like it came out of nowhere it didn't come out of nowhere they just ignored it and what you were saying about left-wing media is like what i really do want to talk about today and i know i think a lot of people will find this interesting and i do want to read some comments so i'm about to read the super chat I don't like CNN. I wouldn't watch it for more than five minutes. It'll probably wrap my brain. But the manipulation that they do is working on some people. Like, how did they do it? And uh, they definitely do pretend to show the other side. And I would say that even though I don't, I would never watch CNN and I can't stand them, they probably do cover some generic stories more than most like Trump sycophants. Like, you know, like I, the, right. the Instagram pages I follow, I understand they're not professional media, so they just do what they want and there's nothing wrong with that. But as far like I'll post a video where I've posted probably 
a hundred videos supporting Trump and I'll post one where I say, Hey, he took a million dollars from Pfizer, hundreds of millions of dollars from corporations. And like, this is kind of why all this pharmaceutical stuff happened because he like signed off on it all. Like I have friends of four years that now hate me because I said one thing out of like a thousand things. And in their feed, it's probably the only time they've ever seen that. And they've probably seen the other side 10, hundred thousand times. So, you know, th this will play into, I think Biden versus Trump. And I, I want to just read this real quick. $5 super chat. Someone said, Texas deliberately gave a losing argument to Supreme Court controlled ops. They argued that uh, maybe we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not ruling that out. But when it comes to Biden versus Trump, you know, I, we're going to talk about this a while. It's not simply how you vote and how you feel in order to win an election. You have to like figure out how to get other people to, to like it and me and Bobby kind of feel that the left wing media and the left wing, like even Biden's Instagram, we were looking at it yesterday. They're trying to put out these compelling arguments, most of which is not true or definitely like half true mixed with lies to trick people. But they're they're trying to figure out how to trick people. And it seems like when you look at Trump's Instagram and every Trump supporters Instagram, they're literally just trying to milk Trump supporters dry. And they, they're not even trying to like get anyone else to think stuff. And I don't see how how that works over the, over the course of the next like seven months yeah well that's a that's the thing is i think that the i think that the biden administration's uh and the campaign's social media team is doing a bang up job i hate to say it but they're actually doing a great job because they can say a thing that's true that's deceptive and most people won't even go far enough to even understand it where like, like, for example, one of the perfect ones is they keep talking about the jobs like they keep hammering on the jobs. The economy is pretty much always at the forefront of everybody's mind for a presidential election. And they're like, there's this many jobs. They get the jobs report. They announce that all the jobs are there. And then they revise those jobs down a month later to a lower number that beats the that that actually goes below the estimates when their first number beat the estimates. But nobody pays attention to the revisions. So they get to say that the jobs hit that number. Then at the end of a quarter, at the end of a year, they say in the last 12 months or in this term so far, he's got all these jobs. But a large percentage of those jobs were returning jobs from uh, from the uh, from the mysterious sickness. A lot of those jobs are are low paying uh, hospitality jobs. That is somebody's second job. And then the biggest chunk of them are government jobs, which we're borrowing and printing and inflating money to create, which are non-productive jobs that take away from the free market. So they're able to get all the messaging and then they make the video and the marketing about it. And most people are none the wiser, but the Republican party and right-wing media, generally speaking, is too stupid to even break this down and, and dismantle it because they're too busy being like, Nikki's a bird brain or Ron has high heels or whatever is the issue of the day. And then at the end of it all, instead of actually pointing out the errors in the Biden administration and the lies that they're telling, they're just like, we're going to fix it. This time we're going to do it. This time we're going to do it. It's going to be bigger and better than ever. Trust me. It's like, you have all the same but nobody's using it so they're just like let's just assume that everybody's dumb and yellow and yell a bunch of slogans and convince almost nobody whereas the left is actually like really putting numbers to it that are just deceptive and appealing to smart people as well as not as smart of people as well uh aaron said on facebook he said a uh, liberal media is much larger than conservative media here's what i will say though yes. um la times is like laying off 100 people they're super far left um I would say Sports Illustrated's like laying off everybody or whatever that article said, like left wing print media is like actually dying. 
Um, the social media sites, I would say, even though I've been banned off TikTok, which is a major buzzkill, I would say they're less rigged right now than they were during 2020. And I would even say they're less rigged now than they were during 2018. Like it, it seems like the, I'm not even going to say the free market, but it seems like conservatives have stood the test of time. Sean Strickland, for example, like he's a conservative fighter who like talks trash like a normal guy. Uh, he's more popular than other fighters. He's getting more views, more attention. He has more clout. He says he's going to run for office someday. So I would say conservatives are actually uh, social media wise. They're in a better place than than we were four years ago, three years ago. So we we might not have every like establishment on our side, but the left wing media is actually dying in many ways. So here's the point that I'm trying to make where when I follow most Republican media, they're they're not making compelling arguments to make independents, moderates, Gen Z, people like women, like on the fence. They're basically like when you listen to left wingers and left wing content, not all of them, some of them are psychotic and stupid, but they're like, how do we trick people? How do we get people in the middle to figure this out? How do we push a narrative that Gen Z wants to hear? How do we lean into topics like abortion and climate change that really drive people to our side? And I can't even think of Two, I mean, Bobby would literally be like one of the only people that comes to mind that makes like other types of content. And that's why he's on my show. But everybody else, they're making content to make money off people who are obsessed with Trump. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that for business, but for an election, if you have thousands of Democrats working to do ballot harvesting, this, that, this, you know, they're, they're, they're figuring out these narratives to trick people that are low information voters and a hundred percent of Republican influencers are literally like just like Trump, 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 Trump. They're just trying to like cash out on you. And my opinion of it is one, they're so deep in it that they don't understand basic strategy, but also I don't actually, I mean, I know a lot of these people, I, I know that they don't care. Like they don't care about the first amendment, the second amendment. It's what like, it's all basically like if we lose we'll just say it was stolen and we'll run in circles and we'll never admit we did anything wrong and they've lost any accountability for like any moves that they made and just to prove that real quick before i kick it back to bobby like listen amy coney barrett could not have put herself on the supreme court i'm not mad at her i i don't like her i never did even before trump picked her but you know she can't put herself there so there is no supreme court amy coney barrett it's literally trump's decision right so if you want to have accountability in this party, you got to say, wow, Amy Coney Barrett sucks. You got to do the research and be like, she didn't turn on us. She's always been this. And Trump picked like a liberal, moderate, fake conservative uh, who's only on our side like once in a while. Um, and that's his responsibility. But the problem is no influencers ever say that. They just like act like she just did it out of nowhere. So it just feels like the whole movement has turned into like a grift where they're literally just cashing out on naive boomers and just trying to suck as much money out of you guys as they possibly can without providing the results because they know if they don't get the results they're never going to admit like if something i do doesn't work i'm not going to like play the victim my whole life like it's my fault i did it you know that's like what we used to be four years ago like 2018 like we're not the victim we but everything is victim mentality now it's like they, they, they'll never admit that they made a single campaign mistake and everything they're doing is a mistake because they're not even trying to pick up swing voters. And you look at the poll out of Pennsylvania, I'm not saying they're for sure, but the Susquehanna poll, and I'm not like a huge poll fan, but they had Trump like within two points of Hillary Clinton and Trump won Pennsylvania by like uh, less than a percent or something. It was super close. So they had it pretty close and they, they never said he was getting blown out. 
they have Biden winning by like seven or eight points and, and Biden winning independence in Pennsylvania by 20. Like just because you like Carrie Lake and Mike Lindell screaming on a stage or Kimberly Guilfoyle, it doesn't mean that everyone else likes that. And 20% of people voted for Nikki Haley. 20% of people voted for Ron DeSantis. That's 40% in your own party, let alone the millions you lost to RFK and others. Do you want to figure out how to message to these people to try to get them on your side over Biden? Or are you just going to act like sycophants and then like cry victim when you lose the election by eight points? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the I think the sad thing about about it is that uh, it's like one thing that I've been harping on a lot, which people don't want to hear is like if you are an account that let's say is constantly being pro Trump and is 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 pushing Trump can't do anything wrong. You never call him out on anything. You never question anything that he does. And every single thing is a cheerleading operation for Trump. Well, that means that you're going to get more Trump supporters. That means you're going to get more attention and more shares by people that fall into this loyalist camp. Generally speaking, the obviously the clear majority of people that would consider this, themselves on the right, at least online, uh, support that. So you can sell more Trump merch. You can push more Trump ads. You're going to monetize your account a lot more as a result of doing that. So when it comes for you to question Trump, it might get your uh, your invitation to Mar-a-Lago revoked. It might get your ability to speak at the next event revoked. It might get your advertisement from Public Square or from some other uh, some other Trump affiliated organization. It might get that revoked. So you would objectively lose money. You would lose social clout and access. You would lose followers. You would lose attention by saying the thing that is true. So you're financially and socially incentivized to not tell the truth about that thing and to lie by omission. And so many of these accounts, it's like, it's like they, it's like we, we like to look at this stuff and believe that people are doing these things out of altruism. Like they care about the country or they care about other people or whatever, but nothing can come between altruism like money for a lot of people and especially access in their own individual life and their own preservation and continuity of their own business, their, their ability to stay in business. So I think that like they roll up this thing that for some people is altruistic into this business model. And it's like, if you want a clear way to understand this, all you have to think about is McDonald's. It's like the people that run McDonald's know that they're selling absolute trash and garbage and filth that's killing people, but they know that people want to buy it, so they're going to keep selling it. They're not out there to feed people. They're not out there to help people get healthy. They're there to sell as many burgers as possible. And I think a lot of these people are rolling nationalism, pro-America, uh, loving your country and all of this uh all of this admiration for all the historical uh value that america has provided to the world and how much we all love it and they're playing on that to push anything that P trump says and does so that they can stay in business so we get we're we're all getting kind of bamboozled by these accounts because they're not willing to they're not willing to tell the truth because it will financially and socially hurt them so we can't always just trust every single thing that they say and if you dare to call that out people freak out about it when all we're doing is pointing out something that you can look at objectively without even looking at an individual account and say would a business make a decision that would take away their social access and their and their and their ability to earn money would a business do that if the answer is more than often than not no or they wouldn't then that explains why they're all doing this stuff one thing that was kind of alarming to me, like I don't see it here because I think honestly, like just because of my consistency, um, you know, people have probably left at this point if they don't understand what like the point I'm trying to make. But when we've talked about this months ago, what, what, what was weird to me was that 
it's basic strategy, like outside of my opinion of Trump or your opinion of Trump, like, all right, let's talk strategy. It's like, if I ran for president, everybody doesn't like me. I'm not going to pretend like everyone likes me. And I understand that I have to figure out how to get people to like me. It's not about how much you like me or I like my, it's like, how do we get this to happen? Like, I would say the same thing with Trump, right? How do we get to this point? And people would simply get mad just at that statement. Like at the thought that everyone doesn't already think like that. I'm like, oh, you don't care. We all like him. And it's like, that's how you lose. Like, it's like a, it's like a professional sports team going into it. Like we're the shit. We don't have to practice or play defense or offense. We're the shit. And then they lose by like 40 points. And then they're like, oh my gosh, it was the ref. Like it's a crazy strategy, like out, outside of your opinion. But that seems to be really, 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 really popular in MAGA world. I would say even the majority think that way. And for as much as I've said and done over the last couple of years, I have, you know, 1.6 million people on Facebook, uh, 500,000 or 400,000 between that, whatever on Instagram, I've lost some, I've gained some. If I say I endorse Donald J. Trump, I'm not endorsing like anybody this election, but I'll vote and I'll tell people why I vote. And I'll, and when the time comes, I'm going to intake all the information. I have eight months and I'll make probably a decision of what I think is best for the country. What do you think is going to convince more people? A page that is 100% pro-Trump content that has never once criticized him that would literally like take a straw and drink the puddle water out of a puddle that he stepped in. Or me, who's criticized him a bunch of times accurately, who has now picked up fans that are moderate. I have women who follow me that don't even like politics. They just like the way I talk about stuff because they know it's like it's real. It's not fake. I'm not crazy. I'm not screaming in a MAGA hat. So it's like if I come out and say that I'm voting for him, I could probably get hundreds of thousands of people that don't even like Trump that much to consider why he's better than Biden. And if you're a pro-Trump page that would literally drink the puddle water through a straw that he stepped in and, and tell everybody about it on Instagram and uh, with a selfie, then like you're 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 not getting new vote. Like everybody that follows you is already voting for him, you know, and like this idea where they're like, well, Biden can't even fill up a tin can. It's like, guys, if Trump can fill up 4000 people in a state with five million people. Like there's going to be more people than that than in that stadium that are going to vote based off abortion or climate change for Biden. Like it's it, you, you got to stop being so cocky and egotistical when it comes to like everyone thinks like you. They don't. Gen Z overwhelmingly doesn't like Trump. Women don't like Trump. You know, he's not picking up the black and Hispanic vote like he might get some of it, but he's not getting most of it. Um, and really if you look at 2020 they spend so much time doing platinum plans and trying to please the left with vaccines that if trump would have just got republican votes he would have won the election he lost a lot of people from 2016 so it's like they spend so much time doing everything for everyone else besides republicans and white people because you're not allowed to you have to like do things for other people that like if he just acted like reasonable and figure that stuff out he could have won so you know i'm not saying to like not make plays for other groups and stuff but uh you know, everybody overlooks and they just think, how could he possibly lose? And it's like, I'm almost thinking the opposite. Like, I want him to win, but like, how can he possibly win? You know, right. like you guys picked an old guy that people are tired of that is worse than he was four years ago that lost millions of people to RFK. You're screaming hysterically at Ron DeSantis supporters. You're, you don't even think Nikki Haley supporters exist because I do think she sucks, but no Nikki Haley supporter would ever tell you that they like her because you guys would yell at them. So it's like, you know, I think they're underestimating like how many people like them. Yeah, I yeah, exactly. And I mean, I saw and look and from a pure marketing, branding and optics standpoint, that's why I keep saying that the Biden administration is doing a great job at, at branding themselves. I saw today 
um, this girl that I follow on Instagram, she posted a picture of this like Netflix Gen Z Netflix star. That's a star of some Netflix show that I've never even heard of. I'm 36 years old, so I'm already out of touch with a person that's 21. I don't know who this girl even is. She has 17 million followers and there's an ad of her getting talked to today by Kamala Harris. It's like this ad of her talking about how women deserve autonomy over their body. And the girl's just sitting there. She's 17 million followers. It's like, that's the Gen Z vote right there. You got her, you got Taylor Swift. It's like name for me, one Gen Z person, public figure that's come out outwardly supporting anything conservative. Who do we have? We have Lil Pump and we got, Kid, we got Kid Rock. It's like, and John and, uh, Daly, John Daly smoking a cigarette. He's like, Trump, baby. It's yeah. I'm, I like John Daly. Don't get me, don't get it twisted, but yeah. Yeah. And walk a flock of flame. It's like, this, this is what we, like, we got a guy that was rapping. It's like, they, they don't have it. Now they, they had Cardi B before and they probably won't have her this time, but I don't know that she's going to come out and say vote for Trump. And even if she does, she's already getting older. She's not a, she's She's not an 18 year old, 19 year old Gen Z type that has a Netflix show. So like these they're doing the correct thing. And then you have these you have these Gen Z TikTok influencers that everybody on the right likes to make fun of, myself included. And they're like they're in the Oval Office. They're there with Obama. They're doing videos with Joe Biden. They are embracing them and welcoming them, welcoming them into the fray and picking up people as they go. They're doing the correct thing. And like, what are we what is there on the right? And I don't even mean to pick on Trump. Let's just use an example. He's like, who do we got here? We got little pimp, little pimp. Come up and say something, little pimp. It's like this is what we got. Like <laughs> our, objectively, doesn't matter how many big, big right wing accounts yell, we're going to crush them. Red wave. It doesn't matter how many people say that. If you look at it objectively and you just look at even just the influencer outreach alone, just that purely. It's like they have it in the bag for all these Gen Z types, which is going to be the largest voting block that there is in the very near future. So to me, it's like it doesn't matter how many times these people yell a real friend that really cares about you, that really wants you to win, would call you out if you're morbidly obese. They'd call you out if you need to stop smoking cigarettes. They'd call you out if you kept saying, I'm not going to I'm not going to gain any more weight and you're throating Taco Bell, you know, triple decker tacos or whatever. They would tell you that. So all of these accounts on the right that just tell you how good Donnie is and he's going to win by a landslide. And look, there's so many people that fit in this stadium. It's the biggest stadium that ever was a stadium. It's like if they just keep yelling that they don't really care about you. All they care about is feeding into your belief that it's in the bag, which is what we believed for the red wave in 2022. And we got clapped, which is what we believed in 2020. And whether you want to say it was stolen or not, the result is the result. So it's like, I think that we're being we're being set up in a lot of ways, and it's it's sad. Male Shark five sixty two said, "Do Republican voters realize that Trump has a high chance of losing again? They will put our they will put it in dirt stars unless we hold them accountable." I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't know what dirt stars mean. I don't know it's a cool. dirt star a dirt star is a is a butthole. Oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> oh, hey, have some respect out here. You disgusting. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that's my. That's that's a that's a Bobby Sauce original. That's uh, why. That's why they said that. I think. Well, I'll call you disgusting too. I don't care. I'm not. It's I'm not really right. fun. Nobody. <laughs> nobody thinks I'm disgusting. Nobody. I've never seen it. I've never heard it. <laughs> I've never once been disgusting. I thought about it one time, but then I was like, no, that's disgusting. And I, I can it. fill an arena with people that don't think I'm disgusting. No, that's funny. Um. What you were saying with the influencers, <laughs> this is comment. one thing that I'll give. Uh, this is one thing that I'll 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 give Vivek credit for. Although he's not the first one to say it or anything, but he has said it. Like when people try to bait him with like the election, he'll be like, "Big tech ruined the stole the election, right?" 
Because he won't like everyone wants you to say what everyone's saying. Like they're like, say what we're saying. This is yeah. how the election was stolen. There's nothing we could have done. He's like, well, big tech did a lot. And here's I've said this two years ago. Here's how big tech not only won the last two elections, but they're going to win this election. OK, so we don't live. And it's the same with like I've used this example real quick. But like Nipsey Hussle told gangbangers, you don't live in the 60s anymore. They got technologies. They can spy on you. Stop gangbanging the same way you were gangbanging. You're done. It's the same as everyone saying 1776. There's supercomputers. There's drones. It's not musket George Washington anymore. It's just not. If you want to like win these things going on, you can't act like it's 1776 because you're you know you're going to get set up by the feds. And when it comes to this election, it's not 2008. They used to say you know Gen Z doesn't vote. They you know it's only the boomers who vote. Well, that's one before mass mail-in ballots, but also more importantly, that's before social media. I've logged into Instagram, like I've seen it maybe three times in the last week. Are you registered? Are you registered? Are you yeah. registered? Are you registered? I'm sure if you log into TikTok or Snapchat or any of the other apps, you know, I don't log into uh, TikTok or anything. So it's like, I don't know, but like, are you registered? I remember in 2020, every app, are you registered? Are you registered? Even like dating apps, are you registered? They, they're, they're registering. So it's like a numbers game. Taylor Swift tells them to register this and that, and it's all built into the algorithm. So they probably got millions of Gen Z to not only register, but the vote's easy because it's like, oh, we'll send you a ballot. So it's they're, they're figuring out strategically. And you have Carrie Lake and Mike Lindell just like, ooh, and everyone's like, they're our heroes. It's like, yeah, they're, they're the reason you're going to lose to Biden by seven points because the Democrats are playing chess, <laughs> evil chess, and you guys are playing Mike Lindell checkers. Like, I'm not saying to not look at the ballots and all that stuff, but like, as you're making excuses, and here's the thing, let's just give an example, okay? Let's say Trump loses by 6% because the left gets like 15 million young kids to vote that have never voted through their social media algorithms, okay? And it's provable that like that won the election. Do you think a single Trump influencer is going to admit that? Not a single one of them. Not a single one of them is going to take an ounce of accountability because they don't give a shit about anything. They don't take any accountability. They could just play the victim and act like nothing happens. When Amy Coney Barrett does something, it wasn't the person who put her there. It's her. She changed, even though she did it. Like their entire thing is a lie. It's it's very controlled opposition. I'm not saying they all know it or they're being paid. But strategically, they're leading you astray. And I guarantee you that Gen Z is going to vote more this election than they ever had because of the social media algorithms. Guys, I'm going to do a plug real quick. DreamRareBiz.com. I'm doing social media consulting now. This is one of my passions. I've done it for 20 years. It's the reason I have a billion views and millions of followers. Yes, it's my personality, my content as well. It's not just like my, my marketing skills, but that's a huge part of it. I'm not delusional. I don't. I never sat in my room and said, I mean, this is a great example. When I was 19, people love me. Everybody wants to hear me rap. I was self-aware. I was like, no one gives a shit about me. My own friends don't even want to hear me rap half the time unless we're like smoking weed and like freestyling over a beat. Like no one wants to listen to me. So I figured out how do I get people to see me? I'm sure Bobby, you've done the same thing. It's like, I'm not sitting in my room by myself. Like everyone loves me. It's like, no, no yeah. one cares about me. So then with your business or whatever, you have to figure out how to get people to see it. The Trump world is like, everyone loves us. They're going to steal it. And they're not even figuring out how they're going to steal it. And half the way they're going to do it is legally, but through social media algorithms. And no, Vivek's the only one who says it because he's not dumb enough to like just run off a cliff with everybody. He's like, listen, okay, I sound like Obama. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know? And it's like, yeah, no, he's right. You know, he's really right about it. That's why people like him because it's like, with with minimal effort, he's already shown to be more impressive than everyone else riding Trump's coattails. Like I'll give him credit, dude. Take the next second best person riding Trump's coattails. Mm. 
they're nowhere near as smart as him. So, he, you know, he passed the line of all these other bozos, you know, easily. Well, yeah, you you alluded to something there, which is like, it, it, and you've mentioned this before. It's it's all like it's all the optics. It's not so much about the execution as it is about the optics and the branding. It's like they are successfully lobbying micro influencers, which are which are becoming large voices. It's like you know, of every single person that I know, I bet you, I would bet you, ninety nine out of a hundred would take the advice of a podcast host, a social media person, or whoever over Sean Hannity or Laura Ingram or whatever or whoever else. So. Those people actually have more of an outsized voice than people believe. And if all it takes to lobby those people is to invite them to a party or a gala where they get to wear a dress and take a bunch of photos and eat a steak and eat some calamari or something or some or some tuna tartare and, and get some photos with the, whatever. If that's all that it takes to lobby them and then and then to say on their way out the door, be like, if you are disloyal, your invitation to the party is revoked and you will never you'll never be in this circle again. It's like if that's all it takes to successfully lobby them, it's no surprise that the optics online lean in a certain way. But like, will that actually execute and play out in the end? I think it I think it remains to be seen. And I think that one of the things I've seen a lot of people mentioning in the last couple of days since the Santas dropped out is like. When the polls start tilting in the other direction and Donnie starts losing in these polls, which it seems are already happening, will people admit that they wanted Trump to win all along? He's going to be the easiest one for them to attack. And whether or not you believe he'd be a better president or whatever, it's like if these polls start to switch, are we going to suddenly say that the polls are fake again? Because he's been saying for eight months that they're real. So are now they fake? And if are now they all of those polls fake? Because if people are allowed to tell you two conflicting things and you have no principles as, as how you hold them. I don't see how any of this stuff plays out. And I think that there's nothing but big L's to come if we have no principles and standards and no one's willing to call them because they don't want to lose their invitation, you know, to the, to this, to the golden room with the stake in it. Right. I mean, I think it's proven now that Democrats and Biden have admitted they wanted Trump to win and they're already running ads. Bobby pointed yeah. out to me yesterday that on on Biden's uh, Instagram, it's all Trump ads like to, to start campaigning against Trump. Yep. And Trump's is all about Nikki Haley. I know he's in a primary, but dude, he's going to beat her by like 40 points. So it's like he his his like Instagram looks like ridiculous. I'm not sure if it's the true social a deal he did but like trump is the greatest twitter user of all time who probably utilized twitter better than anyone and won the 2016 election because of twitter i'm not hating on donald trump right now i'm giving him his his stars yeah. he's the greatest twitter user of all time and the most unique user at that that platforms ever had elon's number two and he bought it so it don't even really count but trump's not using it now and a lot of people think it's because he signed a deal with true social like a non-exclusive if so that's the like he'll lose the election just based off that hopefully they let him back on eventually or what but you can't not use one of the biggest platforms in the world like how is that a good strategy when it was the one you were the best at and with that being said real quick there's a lot of different things to consider for this election if you're looking at it strategy wise on one hand you know the border is wide open and that's really dumb on one hand you know biden is really old and trump is like a better speaker than he is on another hand trump's also really old so you're gonna lose some of the really old votes because you pick someone else who's also really old so it's like you'll get some of them because trump's less old but like you're not going to get as many as you would have with someone younger okay what about uh i would say rfk running 
why is RFK running? Maybe it's to get his message out there. Maybe he's trying to, you know, sway the election in some ways, or he just doesn't care. But RFK, it's hard to tell. He'll take some Democrats, some Republicans. He might hurt Trump more than Biden, you know, and every, and he thinks he thinks he's hurting Trump more than Biden because he said it in an interview. Okay, Cornell West is going to run. Cornell West um, is one of the only left wing people, like at least in major politics, that is like pro-Palestine over Israel and says they're being genocided. And that's a huge talking point among left-wing progressives. The youth is not boomers. Like they don't support Israel like your average boomer does. And Cornell West is the only Democrat guy saying that. So he's going to probably take a lot of that progressive Bernie Sanders vote away from Democrats, you know? And then you have, as we're talking about, like it's going to sway in this direction. And you have like Biden, the Democrats really trying to figure out how to get these votes. And, you know, one of Trump's biggest, um, I would say, like advantages is he does have like loyal support. But I can't relate to these people because even in 2018 and 2016 I, or 2020 or whenever it was, I was making videos trying to figure out how to help them. Like I, I literally made a video that got millions of views on Facebook. I said, here's why I want it to be a red wave. I didn't even vote for Trump last time. You know, I, I, I haven't been like a Republican my whole life. I don't like the Bush like era and all that. And like, here's why. And I tried to make a very cohesive, convincing argument for why it strategically makes sense. And I've always tried to market it towards people that didn't already agree with me or else I'm just self-serving myself, which is literally what everyone does. So it's like, I never go back and watch my videos supporting Trump. I always did that. Name a single Trump influencer who's trying to make that point. They're just like, ah, the left sucks. Ah, you're a libtard. Ah, DeSantards. Ah, it's like bird brain. It's like, yo, how is that going to work? I don't. And like, you got to understand Trump came into office as an outsider and that's what helped him. And Hillary was an extremely unpopular candidate since then. Haven't the Republicans lost every election, you know, like, and then they keep hiring Ronda McDaniel. Like, this idea that Trump is so successful is only in people's heads. And even like, oh, it's like he crushed for the first three years. Yeah. And then had the worst fourth year that anyone's ever had. And the country ended up in a lockdown and he ended up selling vaccines and hiring a pro lockdown Supreme Court justice. Like he's not as good as everyone's pretending he is. He's older. He's annoying. A lot of people have fatigue of him. Gen Z does not want him back. They'd prefer someone else. And uh, you chose him, you know, and, and I could say more. So I'll just let you go because I'll, I'll, I'll hold it. <laughs> um yeah man i just don't i just feel like uh i, I feel like people are just not they're not whole it, at the end of all of this stuff it the the responsibility lies in the consumer more so than it it, it relies on the the person that's serving the information and what i mean by that is like the reason that mcdonald's is in business to go back to the mcdonald's analogy is not because McDonald's is so smart they figured out how to sell you a garbage hamburger. It's that people aren't willing to hold themselves to enough account to not buy a garbage hamburger or to force them to have something that's a higher quality or better by not by choosing not to buy there. They're choosing the convenience and the inexpensiveness of it, and they're willing to sacrifice themselves in order to have those things. So they're fulfilling a need that the people are expressing that they want. So what I mean by that as it relates to this is like, People don't want to look into this stuff. They don't want to believe that Trump is not as successful or not as good or not as well-liked as they believe. They don't want to go online and watch a video that's going to question their own pre-existing belief about what's going on. So they don't. 
And if anybody dares to tell them otherwise, they lash out at those people or unfollow those people or write snardly comments to those people because it questions their worldview. It's like if you go up to a person that buys McDonald's every day and you're like, that's unhealthy and it's going to kill you. They're like, shut up. I like it. It tastes delicious. It's they, they find a way to justify it. So it's like it's not McDonald's fault for selling it as much as it is for the consumer for buying it. So it's like the average everyday social media consumer that chooses to look at X, Y, or Z page that only talks about Trump all day long. It's one thing if you do that, but to then get mad at people that point out things that those accounts are not daring to touch is, is, is unfortunate. And it's like, we reap what we sow ultimately. And I'm, I'm more looking at the people for choosing to consume these things and take it at whole cloth than I am at the, at the accounts for being, uh, you know, for a, I guess for the lack of a better word, grifting or monetizing the fact that people don't want to look into it or or care enough to question even their own pre-existing belief. It was hard for me to realize in January of 2021 that, that Donnie was not as good as I had thought. And it was hard for me to face the reality that I overlooked a lot of his foibles because I was like, whatever, he's our, he's our guy, you know? And it, it was really difficult to do that. And it was not socially or financially rewarding to do so, but it was soul rewarding because it, because it felt like I was doing the right thing regardless of it. I was doing the altruistic thing, not only for others, but to myself and how I felt about myself and what I watched myself say and do. And I think if more people were take were to take a little bit more accountability in that respect now before we have a, before the next 11 months we would really have a chance to have a good thing because if you don't hold trump accountable now at the time where he needs you the most then how are you going to hold him accountable in office how are you it's like if you don't do it now there is no time to do it and really the time to do it was five months ago when the primary selections kind of started but people didn't do it then so will they do it for the next next 11 months and say you need to talk about these things that matter to me or i'm going to vote for rfk or nobody uh, i i just don't know that anybody is going to be willing to do that they're just going to go it was stolen it's his time he deserves it he's better than you you hate him for talking about this instead of actually doing the hard work of paying more attention and saying that mail shark 562 said with a super chat you and bobby should go on real af and flip andy all the way until he starts cussing trump out seriously you two would smoke in a debate with smoke mfers well me and me and bobby are both uh friends with andy yeah and uh, i i'm sure it's the same as bobby but i could say personally like not only is andy one of my favorite people but Andy listens to me and respects me and, and, and will ask me things sometimes, you know, like for yeah. my opinion. So like in no way, shape or form is he like against either of us. We we all like yeah. each other and like he's very receptive to ideas and stuff. So I'll, I'll definitely go on the podcast sometime and we'll chat. But like, dude, Andy's Andy's the man. And right. uh, agreed. Yeah. And on I'm that wearing his shirt right here. Yeah, dude. I, I know I have like five really F shirts because I, I was like, yo, can I get another color, like another size? And I like I wear them all the time now because I'm a simple man. I like a good T-shirt or like a no sleever, you know, so yeah. half of my merch is that now. But uh, or at least like my, my closet because it, and it's also pretty comfy. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say was this thing about when I said the Amy Coney Barrett stuff, how she was pro lockdown before Trump picked her. And someone said in the comments, they said, I didn't know that. Most people didn't know that because no one reported. Right. I'm about to report something now that I've done a bunch of times and I've spoken to people to that that actually talk to Trump and like no one will ask this guy this question. And when you hear this, you're going to be like, what? That would be crazy if it were true. And it's like, yeah. All right. So there was an article that came out in 2018 
that it said Trump offered Bill Gates a White House position. So if you listen to any influencer, they'll say Bill Gates is blah, blah, blah. He works for pharmaceuticals and globalist and globalist. And it's like, what if Donald Trump tried to hire Bill Gates? And you can find old articles where like Trump and Bill Gates, they know each other. Trump said he wanted Bill Gates to close the internet down. Like Trump knows Bill Gates, right? He tried to hire Bill Gates in 2018. And the reason I think that article is true is not because I believe USA Today, but when Bill Gates came out to the press and he said, Trump tried to hire me after I told him you should do a universal flu vaccine. It would be very popular. You'd be a science hero and you should do that, right? So in 2019, a year later, Trump passes an executive order for a universal flu vaccine, which brings together like nine branches of government, which puts a task force for a vaccine, like all of this terminology. And it literally nearly word for word matched what Bill Gates told him. So the chances are over if I were a betting man, I would say like 99% chance that he did offer Bill Gates a White House position because everything Bill Gates said to the press that he told Trump, Trump ended up passing through order. People are saying in the comments, I didn't know that. Of course you do. And I'm going to tell you why you don't know that because no one will report it. So from 2020 right. till 2024, now it's been four years, I've talked to David Harris. I think I did it publicly on the show. I said, you've interviewed Trump. Why don't you ask him this question? I'm not saying it's true. It almost definitely is. But like, why won't any of the, like, please get somebody to ask Trump, did you try to hire Bill Gates? Did you pass what he told you to through executive order? Because it's pretty clear that you did. No one will ask him. They're all covering. They're all saying, oh, well, uh, so it's like, so you think you're taking on the Bill Gates agenda and the Republican Party most likely just hired a 77 year old pharmaceutical salesman who gave Bill Gates a White House position. It's like controlled op would be an understatement. People are like, we're screwed. We're screwed. Yeah, you're screwed. Not because you're really screwed and you're not screwed. It's fine. You'll, you'll live through it. But in general, that's what Republican media is. They, they cover for Trump just as much as left-wing media covers for Biden, if not more. If not, they cover right. more. You mm -hmm. know, so it's like you're, the reason that nothing, none of the results end up happening and the country keeps sliding towards insanity is because your own team's not working for you and none of these influencers and radio hosts give a crap. They don't care. And it's like, I'm not asking people to hate Trump. I'm just like, why wouldn't you for four years after lockdowns and vaccine sales and money printing and him hiring the swamp, and you know all of the things that happened him putting Fauci on TV for five months why wouldn't anyone want to ask him the question about Bill Gates because they don't want to know the answer the second you get the answer is the second everything they've ever said is a lie so they just keep lying and they just keep covering and they just keep confusing you so it's like you know I want Trump to win the election for a multitude of reasons I think like he'll build the wall and do stuff but, you know, you, these people are not who you think they are. And and it, I don't even think the bankers or the elites or anybody of substance, I don't think they really care that much um, if Trump wins because they know that he'll keep you guys in place and he'll do a lot of the stuff that they want him to do. But think about that. Just like you never heard of Amy Coney Barrett, you've never heard anyone say this, report this, or talk about it because they all actively cover it up. And that's how they get there. That's how they get to Turning Point. That's how they get to Mar-a-Lago. And if they didn't do that, then they wouldn't be on the stage and they all have to play jump, dumb and blame the chai comms and, you know, just say basic stuff. You know, that's, that's like showing loyalty to, I guess, the establishment and not you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's because... It's because money is a very compelling uh, 
reason to do things for most people, especially people that live entirely based on their political opinions or their political accounts. It's like if you and I were to just say Trump is the best and point out none of these things and only say things that were pro-Trump, both of our accounts would be sizably larger, <laughs> just, just objectively by by simply doing that and it's like it takes a it takes a it takes a special type of person not a not necessarily better or smarter or whatever else but it takes a specific type of person to be willing to do something that is counterintuitive to their business sense because they believe that it is right and i think that that's the thing that's uncommon not just in the world but especially in this world and it's it's like to me it's you don't even need us to point out that this stuff is happening. You could just use your own logic and reason to say like, yeah, I could see why they would do that. I could see why those people would say that because if they don't get invited to the movie premiere from Dinesh D'Souza at Mar-a-Lago, if they don't get invited to the whatever, if they don't get a, get the exclusive interview with Carrie Lake, if they don't get the exclusive you know, uh, pillow promo code that gives them a 50% affiliate deal or whatever, then they're out. And if you're out, then you can't make money. And if you can't make money, then you're out of business. So it's like, that's the same thing. It's the same thing as like, as like a McDonald's. It's like, if McDonald's couldn't give you cheaper Garby or burgers, nobody would buy them. So they just like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Cause otherwise I got no hamburger shop. Then there's no jobs. Then I can't eat. And, and what are these people doing to strategically try to get people to like Trump that didn't already like Trump? Yeah, nothing. You know, the, the Biden administration came out uh, multiple times on CNN recently. I played in my other clip and they said, like, Biden is openly saying, like, he's glad Trump's winning, which I believe that the Alvin Bragg arrest was literally to elevate him. But in general, um, now, now that he's election, like, what are the top two talking points in MAGA world? It's like the election and January 6th. What doesn't pull well with anyone outside of MAGA world? The Like talking about the last election and January 6th, like it's the top topics in your reality are things that most people don't care about because they don't care about Trump or Biden and they don't care about this stuff. They care about things that affect them. And some of it is perception. Some of it is like, I don't want to go back to the chaos. You know, 2020, it's not like Biden would have done a better job with COVID than Trump, but the perception of this is all crazy. I'm tired of the craziness. You know, that's how the Democrats work. Like, wow, this is so nuts. Like, what if this calmed down? And Biden ran on all these premises that weren't true, but they could make the perception of like, yo, this sucks. Like, this guy seems more reasonable, but obviously that's not true. So it's like, there's a lot of people that just don't want to go back to the four years of chaos and the media psychosis of that. Um, and I don't think that, people understand that like i think they're just uh saying things that people in maga want to hear and I, I really think it's the most selfish thing where it's like you know who's making these like intelligent five ten minute videos saying like hey i'm not that crazy i'm not saying this or that but you know here's why strategically it makes more sense to vote for trump they're not they're they're at like patriot freedom rallies screaming about you know, topics that literally most people don't care about. And that's why the Biden administration wanted Trump to win. And I would say it's like a almost 50 50. Although if I guess like I think Biden's probably going to get the numbers to beat Trump, but I think Trump could easily beat him if they substitute him for somebody else, somebody younger, somebody new that no one really knows that much. Dude, Trump's going to get blown out. Like, if you know, like <laughs> they know they know that 
Trump versus Biden's a 50-50. That's why they wanted Trump. Anyone else probably crushes Joe Biden. Uh, and if they sub him out for someone younger, dude, Trump is going to get smoked. Yeah. And the other thing, too, the other thing, too, dude, is like it's almost like uh, it, it's almost like Black Friday deals. Right. On Black Friday, they raise the prices of all the items in the month leading up to Black Friday. Then they slash the prices 35 percent, but it's still higher than it was before or whatever. It ends up being a 10 percent discount. They they create the narrative and then they frame it in a way where people just forget what happens. To me, if the border and the economy are the number one issues in America, it's like, okay, well, what do they do? Well, in the in the six year in the six months leading up to the election, they could start putting some of those border policies back in place. They could reduce the amount of people that come through the border in that five months leading up, and they could say, look, there's a huge reduction in border crossings. We're dealing with the border. Trump was the reason that this is what happened. The border crossings are down. They can inflation on paper, even though it's a lot. A lot of the numbers are goosed. Inflation on paper actually is going down. The stock market on paper is hitting record highs because they're changing all the interest rates and whatnot because the Federal Reserve Bank is essentially in the bag. But what they're doing on paper technically is working. So it's like if you got a record high stock market, if you have inflation coming down, if you have gas prices coming down, and if they hold off on everything during this election cycle, then all of those primary talking points go away. And then what do you have? Then you have abortion and then you have potential dictator and then you have j6 the country's going to go to hell forever and it's like have we been doing anything to create the narrative about biden the best narrative that we have about biden is he's corrupt and his son is doing business overseas okay well then why didn't anybody put him in jail about it why couldn't they even so much as impeach him about it everything that they've been saying as these as these barn burner torching statements none of them have been able to execute and make true so in me in my opinion when i look at this stuff i'm like they're getting all the gen z types they're doing a great media blitz they're hitting on the specific things that we can't really win on and then the the three or four topics that we're focusing on barely focusing on they could alter those temporarily to sway it in their in in their favor using the federal reserve using a, a slight change in border policy and then they win. And to me, if you look at these numbers and you see Biden polling neck and neck with Trump and your argument is he's old and senile and nobody likes him, well, then how are they polling neck and neck? If the if the 2020 election was stolen, which I'm not going to say that it wasn't, if that's the case and nobody likes Biden, whom is making him neck and neck in these polls? Because I think a lot more people, let's just say, maybe not like Biden, but hate Trump enough that they are actually voting for this dude. And if you even go as far as looking on Instagram, for example, Biden has barely a little bit less followers than Trump has on Instagram. Trump is not using Twitter. I don't think he's using TikTok, but they are. So it's like, to me, objectively, the marketing and branding game, which is where Trump always thrived, they are doing better right now. Yeah. And I mean, it's I understand why people think Biden's not popular because he's not. But people are voting based on the ideas and against something, which is yep. definitely like possible. It's like with Taylor Swift. It's like how many people love Taylor Swift online? A lot. How many people don't like Taylor Swift online? Probably just as much now that she's showing up at NFL games and just being annoying. So, you know, that's like the dynamic of how the votes are happening. I would say. I forget. I had a point to make, but I just kind of forgot. So if you're if you're inspired to really 
you know somebody somebody said somebody said so georgie p on the, on youtube he says really bro you're using ig followers as a metric yes i'm using it as one metric and a multitude of measurements to judge whether or not people like a person or whether or not a marketing campaign is working these are the front-facing numbers it's not like oh he has almost as many followers that means no but it's a metric if you're saying everybody in the world loves trump and they'll kiss the ground that he walks on. And Biden doesn't have that many less followers. And if you look, Biden's posting more frequently on Instagram. His videos are getting shared to the same degree of numbers. He's talking about real actual things that the voters care about. And Trump is posting pictures of Nikki Haley as, as Hillary Clinton. I, I'm, I'm not trying to criticize Trump. I'm just saying if you were to look at this objectively and take your emotion out of it, they are doing a great job at marketing. Just because you don't like what they're marketing doesn't mean they're not doing a good job at it. And to me, as a person who stays very tuned into this stuff, has a business and marketing background, spoke around the world on online marketing and branding, which I have. I've spoken in multiple countries on this specific topic. I look at it, I'm like, this is targeted. This is focused. This is purpose-driven. And it's and it's being executed in a timely way that's, that's producing results in numbers. I don't know how else you want me to frame it, but I'm I have the humility enough to say, even though I don't like this, the numbers are not lying. And if, not, if polls yeah. are fake, if polls are fake, but the polls are true in this case, well, the, look at the polls. The polls are not that great. So whatever. It's not everything, but it's it's a metric. You know what I'm yes. saying? It's definitely it's definitely one metric. And I, I, you know, when you look at how people act, like I could, especially now that I've you know, once Trump started like selling vaccines and, and just being like my vaccine was that really like snapped me out of it more. I mean, and the lockdowns, because like I'm super pro liberty. I remember what I was going to say now, so I'll say it after. But like I'm super pro liberty. I'm not into like communism and slavery, obviously. And I, I've always thought the pharmaceutical industry was scammy since I was like young. So like I never like Trump never did those things. But once the lockdown happened and he said Sweden should be closed and he's like selling vaccines that like I instantly was like, yo, this is crazy. So then when I was looking into it more, it's like, you know, that that turned me off to certain things that, that he's not doing. And, and now I could see the perception because right wingers are annoying me so much. Like I feel like in 2019, we had really good marketing. Like we like we had like really cool yep. people that were coming out being like, yo, I used to be liberal. Now I'm Republican. Like I, I voted for Obama twice. Now I voted for Trump. Like our marketing was crushing in 2018, 2017. Like it, it was awesome. Now, like I I dislike the Republicans just as much as the Democrats, not, not the people, but like cat turd and stuff. I'm not saying I hate the guy or anything. It's just like the the MAGA movement has become a parody of what the left said we were in 2018 that we never were. And these are the people being elevated. So now that Trump annoys me, I could take myself out of it and be like, all right, let me look at these Trump pages. Like, why do they like Trump and Republicans and hate the left? It's like, oh, because the left wear masks and they're insane and they're trying to like transgender kids and, they're, and, and the teachers are weirdos. Like, oh, I get why the right likes the left. But I'm also not so delusional to be like, why that why does the left hate the right you know like it's also obvious like they like they're they're acting like so fake and stupid they're such hypocrites they have double standards so just like there's tens of millions of people who just can't stand the left and they follow like lives of tiktok there's tens of millions of people who like just make fun of the republicans all day and think they're more intellectually superior like the teachers and the union workers for the t you know like there are tens of millions of people who prefer biden over trump and they hate republicans and they hate conservatives and um that's just, you know, that, that, like that does exist. And in order to win an election, I think you can't just say everyone likes you. You know how popular it is when they say 
Republicans won all 50 states and people are like, yeah. And it's like, dude, it's so deluded. It's so sad because like that shows no awareness. Like you're not winning every state. This is not Richard Nixon. Like those times are done because of demographic shift. But that's the type of like Q porn that like people get off on. They're like, oh, I think we won all 50 states with the mass mail-in ballot secret plan. And it's like, whatever you have to tell yourself to lose. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, dude, I mean, Mike Lindell, Mike Lindell suggested that Ron DeSantis cheated to win the Florida election. He said that. It's like, dude, it's like the one guy that did absolutely anything about election integrity, shoring up the voter rolls, removing the mail-in ballots and the ballot harvesting, the only guy that did anything in any great position of power, anything meaningful to, to clear up the election integrity was Ron DeSantis in the state of Florida. And the only quick, one. Why did, why did Mike Lindell say that? Did, did he say it because he really believes it or did he say right. it because Ron DeSantis ran against Donald Trump? Because you yeah. know if he never ran against Trump, Mike Lindell would have never said that, which means he doesn't actually believe what he says. Right. So it's like then, so he suggests that he cheated and it's just like, if you will lie about something that is so obviously not real, I don't want to listen to you ever, bro. It's like it's like if your it's like if your friend tells you a it's like if your friend tells you a hundred things and then blatantly knowingly lies to you about one. Will you believe any of the next hundred things that he says? Of course not. You you, you maybe you'll listen, but you're going to take it with a grain of salt. And it's like these are the social leaders of this supposed movement that everybody seems to just give a pass. And it's like, but wait a second. If you can say if you can suggest that that. Ron DeSantis's wife was lying about having cancer. If you can suggest that that DeSantis was a pedo because of some obscure picture from from 25 years ago, if you can suggest those things, if you can suggest that he cheated in the state of Florida, oh, and also Trump on all 50 if you can lie about these things, why why are these the people that are leading? And it's like at the very least on the left, if you look at their if you look at their social leaders, it's like you got Cat Turd, Mike Lindell, Kid Rock, and, you know, and uh, and and Little Pump, and then you got like John Legend, who everybody seems to hate, which I strongly dislike. But if you look at it objectively from your random voter, a family man with kids, a married family man with three young children that sings beautiful piano music and is uh, you know it sings at the Super Bowl. It's like these are the types of people that they have in their camp. The optics, the marketing, the branding, and all that stuff is there, and they're not really lying. They're just saying I like. Joe, I like this. They're not lying about it. Whereas our supposed social leaders are just lying, lying straight to our face and getting away with it with impunity. How is that a winning formula? Yeah, with the Lindell thing, it's like this is what annoyed me about that was like uh, if Ron DeSantis never ran against Trump, he would never say that he cheated. He would just be like, yo, he he you know cleared up the voter rolls. He did right. one day voting. He made sure they did ballots like that's a fair election. But the day that, you know, DeSantis runs against Trump a week later, he says, oh, he cheated, I think, in Miami to, to get that st state. So it's like, why, you know, th these are the leaders we have on the right. And uh, yeah, John Legend, I, I don't uh, like him at all, but like right. uh, he's a good piano player. Like definitely it's more soothing than like, uh, you know, some some of the winners we have on the on the Kid Rock, but, <laughs> Ted I mean, Nugent. I do. I do like Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's like you know they they got they probably got like thousands of more celebrities on their side what i remember that i was going to say that i forgot was like people in their head when they're competing against politicians they have these ideas like oh this was so good or this was so bad on both sides like they, the left tries to make trump's thing look bad the right tries to make biden's thing look bad right and and you're like oh this is so like everybody i talk to on, on the on the right will be like yo trump's economy was great this and that and i'll be like 
for three years, but the fourth year, and they'll be like, well, how did you like the first three quarters? I was like, I loved it, but the fourth quarter, here's my problem with Trump is he threw 30 interceptions, but then said his interceptions were the greatest human achievement of mankind and they're the greatest touchdowns ever. Like his interceptions are his favorite thing, which bothers me, but it's also like uh, the game is decided in the fourth quarter. Even with a lot of the criticisms of Trump from 2016 to 2019, my thought process was like, yo, give the guy a break. They, they're coming at him from all angles. Give him four years. Let's see who he pardons. Maybe he pardons Assange and releases JFK files and shows us he's a real one. He, he, he pardoned Israeli spies and, and, and didn't pardon any whistleblowers because Trump hates whistleblowers. So it's like I was waiting for the fourth quarter to end and everybody acts like the fourth quarter of Trump was so amazing. And I'm not saying it's necessarily all his fault, but people got to understand most people are not educated and they're not paying attention to politics. It's the perception of how things happen. So I want to say this for social media. Social media is less rigged now than it was under Trump. They rigged it more during 2020 than they ever did recently. I'm not saying that's his fault, but like social media is not worse now than it was during Trump's era. They were rigging it more then. When it comes to freedom, I've never had less freedom in my life than 2020. That was the craziest year of my life. I mean, Biden's mandates rival that. He's a piece of garbage for those. But like 2020 was the least freedom. So like in your head, you're like, we were roaring economy, freedom, this and that. And it's like, not really though. And I'm not saying it's Biden's good and Trump's bad. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just like your perception. Like I, I watched some guy stand on a stage at some, I had to introduce him at some like a, uh, speaking thing I was like the host of and he's like four years of booming economy and I'm like sitting there thinking that's like literally not true three years of booming economy with with one year of economy imploded like people are like rewriting history so I think you know when Democrats have power they try to like make things better in order to make themselves look good and when Trump's in power they're just trying to screw everything up I'm not saying that means to vote for those psychopaths. I'll never vote for a Democrat. I don't think ever again, unless somehow the parties flip or something. So I'll never vote for a Democrat. I'm not voting locally. I'm not voting in any way for Democrats, but I'm just saying like this perception that people have that like everything was so free and amazing during Trump's presidency, it's, it's actually really not true. And the average person that doesn't pay attention to politics might not perceive it that way, where it's like, you know, I like everything that, they said they were going to do like they didn't really do like they said they were going to drain the swamp. He didn't drain the swamp. You know, they they brag about that. No foreign wars were started, which is a, like new ones. Like, yeah, the, the Ukraine thing is terrible. What's happening in Israel and Palestine is terrible. That Trump won, wins on. Absolutely. But when you say no four years of no war, I believe the war turned inward instead of like doing stuff in Afghanistan. They just started doing stuff to Americans instead of doing experiments in Africa. They started doing experiments in America. So it's like I I'm glad Trump didn't start any foreign wars. But it's like this idea that nothing happened. I would say a war on liberty, a war on Americans, a war on your your bodily sovereignty away from like mRNA injections like they did more uh, abuse to American citizens on his watch than they've ever done in my lifetime, which is just as bad as a foreign war and, and in some ways worse, in my opinion. So it's like people have to make this fake reality in their head to act like we had all these things that we really didn't. And then they just make excuses for it where I don't know how this translates to, to somebody that doesn't give a shit about Trump or Biden. I don't think they're going to see it in the same lens that I see it or other people see it. Yeah. Well, and I mean, and the thing that's so crazy about it is that the 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 evidence is is clear as day right where it's like okay you're going to drain the swamp well what are some of the most important 
positions in the government. The head of the Federal Reserve Bank, which is the money, the printing, the inflation, well, that's a Trump appointee that stayed for Biden. He didn't even Biden even didn't even change him. That's number one. Then you have you have the head of uh, then you have the the head of the FBI, which is the one that's supposedly doing all this persecution of all these right wingers, conservatives. Well, that was a Trump appointee. So bad, Biden left him in. Then you have Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State. Mike Pompeo was the head of the CIA. So it's like you literally took the guy from the CIA and made him Secretary of State. He's overseas doing all of our bidding. Well, that, that doesn't seem very non-swamp-like. You, what you've pointed out, I think probably more than anybody else, Alex Azar, the head of HHS, even higher up than, than Fauci. Right. Literally a far, literally a pharmaceutical executive. So it's just like you literally have the the four people that make the, that make all the difference, and all those people are holdouts or are clearly the swampiest of the swamp. So it's like if it doesn't matter who he puts at you know housing and urban development or who he puts at directory of transportation or whatever else, even though transportation was Mitch McConnell's wife, but Mitch McConnell is around. It's like none of those things matter. Those four people alone paint a clear enough picture that it's like well this is this is this is representative of all of the other things that he did but people can't even look at those four things and say well that's kind of fishy and it's right there in the in the right in the open right and and this is the interesting point too about the alvin bragg arrest like i'm very honest about ron DeSantis. i'm not one of these people that says he's amazing and i overlook his stuff i agree with like 95 percent of the a actual things that people point out about him. But the funniest thing that I never understood was like people would point stuff out and they'd be like, listen, he's taking like all this donor money. And I'm like, yes. And, and that will probably shift his policies. Yes. But then I'd be like, but Trump also took like 100 million something from Sheldon Adelson, hundreds of millions from a corporation. And it also changed his policy. And then people got mad at me and you're like, okay. And then all of these people that are you know, I, I'm not, I don't like to like label, but they're not like normal Charlie Kirk conservatives. They're like right wingers that are, that are more, uh, pointing out that like Israel controls a lot of influence, which uh, I guess is allegedly also anti-Semitic. So shame yes. on you. No, I'm just kidding. Shame on me. But in general, uh, it's like those people, they would say, I'm not voting for DeSantis because he sold out to Israel. But it's like, if you look at Trump's track record, like he hired the guy who like got Jeffrey Epstein off the hook, he passed the same executive order speech thing that DeSantis passed. He pardoned his, an Israeli spy that Netanyahu's been trying to get out of prison for like 20 years since the Bill Clinton Lewinsky tapes. Look that stuff up. Like nothing shows that he's like, he's not any different. I just saw an article recently that said that Trump said Israel shouldn't be like, you know, tried for any international things in a court. And it's like, like it is what it is. Like if you're pro-Israel, you're pro-Israel. If you think that they're doing too much, you think they're doing too much. I'm not here to tell you what to think. It's just like objectively, like it's hard to make the case that Trump's any different on that topic. And then you have all these other topics where it's like he turned the corner on COVID. He fired Soros prosecutors. He actually did stuff. It was him that that passed an actual bill last year that said that uh, central bank digital currencies are banned. Five months later, Trump and Vivek talk about it and everyone acts like Vivek told Trump about it. But DeSantis actually did it. I'm not sitting here saying that he's your hero. I'm just saying that all the things that people that say DeSantis did, Trump also did, So that, and no one cares. And I truly believe from 2022 to, into 2023, DeSantis was picking up steam. He was up 70 to 30 on polls on Twitter with 100,000 people of all these Trump supporters, Hodgswins, Crowder. DeSantis was dominating. Tim Pool was telling uh, Trump to ride off into the sunset. 
And the only thing that happened to shift that was the Alvin Bragg arrest, which was done by Democrats. And Democrats are coming out now saying that they wanted Trump to win. I'm not saying that like DeSantis isn't sold out. I think he is. But I also think Trump is sold out. And I do think in many ways DeSantis hires better. So he was more of a threat because he's harder to beat because he's younger. He's not as like clumsy as Trump is with a lot of stuff. And he actually has policy like that he could lead with that he actually did. So it's like, I do absolutely believe that Democrats elevated Trump over DeSantis because he's easier to beat. And I, I, I'm seeing all the things that DeSantis does wrong and sells out. And I don't disagree. I just find it weird that, that those right wingers that are so critical of Israel, I'm not shaming you for that because obviously I get sometimes put in that camp too. But I'm just saying it's like, like everybody has to pretend like Trump's like, taking on like it's like he's exactly the same on DeSantis as all those topics and in fact you could say that Trump is more pro-Israel than any president ever and he pardoned a spy that spied on American citizens that they've been trying to get out of jail for 20 years in no way shape or form is Trump a threat to that alliance he's like literally he like as subservient to them as any any politician is so it's like I don't I just don't understand this like cosplay thing that people are doing and I honestly do think that Democrats wanted Trump to win because he's not going to do anything if he does win. And if he doesn't win, he's going to lose by like, you know, he's going to lose the election. Yeah. I don't know. I, I just think people are not willing to face these, uh, these realities. And that's, that's the, un, uh, that's the unfortunate part about it. And what's so alarming is that if you, if you are just saying these things, people are somehow mad at you for, just pointing out things that occurred <laughs> they like chalk it up to your to you like making some emotional decision or like oh i like if i say anything bad about trump they're like we get it you like desantis i'm like this has nothing to do with desantis and everything to do with be calling balls and strikes being the only way that i feel like my integrity is intact and ultimately i think uh the way that i would gain the trust and uh I guess you could say, uh, and, and, and honor of the people that, um, that choose to consume this content. And I know you feel the same way. Yeah. And I want to wrap it up. Cause I actually have an interview to do in like two hours, but also I really have to piss. Uh, just, I'm just, you know, letting, letting you guys in on a little secret, but in general, like this is, you know, for our closing statement, uh, outside the border, like God bless Texas. Good luck with the, with the election. Right. I'm a registered Republican. I'm voting all Republican. I, I'm never going to vote for a Democrat again, barring some like extremely crazy, like, you know, cultural shift that I don't foresee happening. With that being said, this is the realest thing I could say, especially if you like Trump way more than me. Um, in order, if you want to help him win the election, you have to figure out how to get independents, moderates, women, and Gen Z to like him. I'm not saying to pander to them. I'm not saying to cave on your values. I don't think Republicans are losing election because of abortion rights. I think they're losing election because they're losers. I don't think there's there's that much of substance outside of that topic that they could cling on to. So it's like the Democrats use that for leverage and they do gain votes on that. But Republicans aren't really doing themselves any favors in other categories to make a movement that people want to cling on to. The people that want to cling on to it will probably like drink the puddle water from Trump and buy a 15, you know, five thousand dollar like they're like, but Biden, you know, how can Biden win the election if people don't want to buy chunks of his suit for seven thousand dollars? It's like, dude, that's not like that's not an election. That's like a cult, you know, or like, a you know, like a celebrity, like, um, I don't know, like a piece of their merchandise. I'm not 
going to call it a cult, but I do think people act a little culty. Anyway, you know, to win the election, you have to figure out without caving on your values and morals, because then you lose anyway. How do you come across and sell your idea to more people? And I would say if Trump, this was my suggestion from day one, if Trump made DeSantis attorney general, which I don't even know if I want DeSantis there because I think he'll do a lot of good things, but I do think he'll pass speech laws for a foreign country and try to throw people in prison. I think he's like way too crazy about the topic. But besides that, if Trump made DeSantis a a high level position that he was better than everyone else at, because honestly, DeSantis would probably do a better job than anyone Trump hired the first time and gave RFK the HHS, Trump would win by 10 points. He's not going to win the election without the RFK votes, and he's not going to win the election without the DeSantis votes. So if your idea of getting him to win is saying, ha, 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 DeSantis, ha, 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 you losers, ha, 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 liberals, and then when you lose by seven points, you're like, the election was stolen. There's nothing we could have done different. I mean, we don't have it. It's like, how are you going to win an election that you don't even think you have to do anything in? So that's my message to people is like, if you really want them to win, figure out how to like stop being so annoying to everybody outside of your own sphere because that's what Biden doesn't do. Although he's cringe and he's fake. And once he got into power, he turned into a psychopath. But like in the election, he's like, I'll fix it. Come on. You know, like he he has good psychology to like trick people into thinking it. And I feel like Democrat media and, and influencer world is trying to trick people strategically. And Republican influencer world is literally just trying to milk their audience dry. And they have no uh, aspirations outside of that. And, and to me, they know if Trump loses, they'll never say they did anything wrong. They'll never admit that they could have done anything better. There's nothing they could have done better. It's all victim mentality. It's all come to the Capitol. Like, so, you know, figure out a way to sell your ideas because there's a lot of ideas, including the border being the most obvious one that Trump is way better on and, and figure out how to package that and give it to people. Don't just yell like, you know, talking points like uh, that only makes sense in that atmosphere. That's my final statement. Yeah. Um, You know, there's a a quote that I love where it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. And I was watching Trump before the Iowa caucus saying on online being like, go out there and vote. We need your votes tomorrow. We need you to show up, come, you know, rain or shine and go and make sure that you cast that vote. And it's like, it's a perfect, it's like a perfect metaphor for the whole campaign where it's like voting is a, is rigged. It's cheating. They've been cheating every single one. We would have won it if not for the cheating. Don't tell you how it's any different this time. And now go out and vote. It's like, I can tell you two things that, that directly conflict with each other with no with no attribution to how there's any difference. There's no reason why that you should, why you can take this statement over here and connect it to why you should do this thing over here. There's no connective tissue. They just say both of the things. And right. it's like, this, it's like the same thing goes for how are you going to win the election? We're just going to win. Everybody loves us. It's like, uh, I don't see how you get from point A to point B. There's no connection. And if you just keep yelling the slogan over and over again, it doesn't seem strategic to me. I look at what the left does and what Biden's doing. And or whatever Biden's handlers are doing. And to me, it's strategically accurate for the last handful of decades. Every election has been decided by less than 12 percent of the voters. Right now, the undecided voters are that 12 percent. If you can't figure out how to get those people to come over and especially to replace the people that would be voting for Biden or voting for Nikki Haley or will go to RFK or whatever, I just don't see how you win. I don't see a clear strategy as to how that happens. And aside from all of that stuff, 
between now and then, I wish that at the very least, the people that watch these types of streams would hold their their influencer slash uh, conservative talking head social media type characters, your your lower tier voices. I wish they would hold them accountable um, to call Trump out because it would be for the betterment of Trump and for us and for your ideologies probability of winning real quick uh this guy cyber chud cyber chud what's up my chud, <laughs> chud bucket no i'm just chud. uh he said you should be able to win with 60 76 million votes that's way more than obama uh got at the absolute peak of his popularity here's the thing about that though and nobody will tell you the truth about that but i will is there anything else that happened in in 2020 outside of trump biden etc that could have possibly elevated the vote higher than Obama's popularity. Did Obama have an election during a lockdown where no one could leave the country? Did Obama have a, lo a lockdown election where they mailed a ballot to everybody's house? Did Obama have an election where they got every kid to register? I know at least five people that would never have even thought about voting because they would have been touring or doing something or too busy with their job. They had no job. No one had it. No one could do anything except for essential workers at that point. So, you know, like this, nobody wants to tell the truth about this stuff. It's like, could they have cheated? Absolutely. Do I think that they could cook the books? Absolutely. Do I think that, and this is, you know, this is why Vivek says big tech rigged the election, because that's the only provable one. You know, Dinesh D'Souza's like $30 documentaries are not proving anything. It's just a, a money grab. But in general, it's like, you know, this is the thing where I'm trying to say it's like you can't compare it to that election because with this one, there's a chance that you don't get as many votes as the last one. And part of the reason is because the country's not locked down another and, and people could travel. There's going to be probably like 200,000, 500,000, probably maybe like a couple million people outside the country that would have voted if they were home, but don't give a shit. And they're not going to vote. Some people are tired of Trump and Biden. So it's like, if the numbers are higher, you could thank the ballot strategy and you could also thank like social media, like um, like uh, registering people. If there's not as many votes this time, you could thank the burnout and the fact that the country's not locked down. But like the fact that nobody can say that, like, no, you're not allowed to say that in like conservative world. You got to be like, there's no way that he could have got more votes than Obama. Besides the fact that the entire country was locked down, no one could travel anywhere and they mailed a ballot to everybody's house while they annoyed the crap out of you on every social media to register and then gave you a ballot to your house. Guys, that's 30 million votes right there, you know? And I'm not saying it's fair, but they're doing it. They're playing chess. No one can admit that besides, I haven't heard one person say that. It's like, well, Obama, it's like, yeah, 15 <laughs> years ago with an open country where 5 million people aren't even in the country and the other 50 million people are, you know, are working and all the kids aren't voting because nobody's telling them to vote. Like I didn't vote. If I was a kid now, I would probably vote. When I was a kid, I didn't vote one time. I don't think until 2016. I think that's the first time I voted from the 18 to 25. I could care less. Obama, cool. Romney, ew. You know, like it's like, I didn't, I don't think I voted, but if I was, 18 during this era, I probably would have voted for Obama. They probably would have tricked me with social media into voting for him. So it's like, why is nobody like, it's like this movement's just so fake. It's like, we're the victim. We're the victim. There's no way that he could have got more votes than an election 20 years ago. There's absolutely a way that you can get votes. And if you don't figure that out, you're going to lose again. No one's going to tell you why. And you're going to play the victim. And it's like, it's like you said too. And then you know, I do have to pee in a second, but it's like, if I play chess, if I'm like, it's rigged, it doesn't matter. Then I'm not playing the game. You understand? I'm not even going to show up. 
If I think it's going to be slightly right. rigged, but I could still win, then I have to work extra hard to win. The Trump ran. That means he doesn't think it's so rigged that he can't win. If Trump thought it was so rigged that he can't win, right. he never would have ran in the first place. He knows that he has a possibility of winning. And if the game is slightly rigged in their favor, then you have to figure out how to overcome it. It's like, imagine if I just played a chess game. I said it's rigged, but I showed up. And then I just didn't even move the parts. And then I've moved them in the dumbest ways possible. I lost in five moves. And then I just said, it's rigged. It's like, that's what MAGA is doing to you. They're, they're rotting your brains. They're controlled opposition idiots that are literally like trying to make you lose. And then they're going to suck money out of you when you lose. It's the same thing that the Democrats do. It's like, it's so obvious. Like, don't play if it's so rigged that you can't win. And if you can rig because it's slightly rigged, then figure out how to, if your strategy is to just say it's rigged, it's rigged, it's rigged, and not even figure out how to play chess, get your ass kicked and then cry again. This is the dumbest movement ever, which is why a lot of powerful people move to the Democratic side because they see both parties as evil and fake, but they know demographically, statistically, mathematically, and like strategically that Democrats will probably win every election in eight years because they flooded the country with people who vote Democrat purposely. And Republicans are looking up to Mike Lindell saying, uh, you know, the only Florida, per the only person who figured out how to win an election cheated because they don't like Donald Trump. Like, you know, it, that's what's going on. Yeah. No, I think that's accurate, too. It's there's there is no there is no reasonable strategy and nobody is and nobody is daring to call those things out and it's not a winning formula if you're a person that's looking at it not on a not on a per news item per issue basis but looking at the big picture and the logic and reason it's like I mean, the best analogy that I could come up with is like, let's say that you went to like the food court at the mall and they were to say, I want you to tell me if the food in this food court is bad. And they put four meals in front of you, but it was from the four crappiest restaurants with the four worst dishes on that. You'd be like, all this food is bad in this entire food court. It's all garbage. Instead of backing up and being like, well, who picked the food that they put in front of me? Did they look at all the other food? What They just gave me these four, and now I'm saying that it's all bad. I'm not looking at the big picture. I'm not looking at who's serving me the thing in this game. And I think that a lot of people are looking at it on an issue-by-issue -issue basis. And it's like, Trump is going to kick his ass. But nobody's thinking about how they're not serving them the full picture. Nobody is backing up and looking at it with any logic and reason. No one is being objective about it. They're just looking at these individual things and, and, and drawing their full conclusion and then yelling the slogan that they want them to yell and not looking at the overall picture. That thing that you just said, about would he run if it was so rigged that he couldn't win is such a perfect is a perfect logic of what i was trying to at least explain right there and, and dude i got a strong bladder for those concerned about it in the comment <laughs> section but in, I, I i like getting my point across more than i like pissing myself just being honest uh in yeah. general, you know, if I was Biden, I'd be wearing a diaper right now. I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah. with the guy, he said, you know, I agree with you nine times out of 10. Thank you. Appreciate it. But he's like, you know, it, the, the evidence of theft is just overwhelming. Well, here's the thing. Once again, if it was so strong that Trump couldn't win, he wouldn't run. What, what it means that he's running is that Trump thinks that even with the theft and even with the fraud and even with the voting stuff, he believes he can get enough numbers. If the game is rigged against you, you have to work even harder on your strategy to do it but you don't see a single influencer talking about strategy like we win we win biden got cheated it's like that's not straight that you're going to lose if the knicks start at 10-0 and they're down you yo we got to score 100 points and they can't score 90 points that's the math like you got to figure out even more math you got to figure out even, uh, all the states that you can win if you think the ones are impossible you can't just sit there and say 
How did Biden get the votes? The th evidence of theft is overwhelming. Oh, what are you just going to tell that to a Carrie Lake concert for five months and suck money out of them and then lose by 10 points? Like figure out how to overcome the deficit. Uh, you got to work even harder. You got to be even more strategic. They're thinking these things. They're ballot harvesting. It's legal. They know what they're doing. Scott Pressler is like the only person that actually does something in the entire Republican party. And he's like frantically running around like, help me, you know? And it's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, we're going to lose. I'm in these States. And you're like, they're like, shut up, Scott. I got a hat on my head and, and Biden couldn't have got that vote. So it's like, bro, <laughs> God bless that guy. You know, he's like yeah. literally figuring out how to do like ground game and no one else is like doing anything. Yeah, uh, no, true that dude. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Where can people find you? Yeah. Go to followbobby.com. I'm at take naps on Instagram. Bobby sauce, Bobby sauce, followbobby.com. And uh, dream dreamrarelinks.com. And guys, anybody dreamrarebiz.com for the consulting and dreamrare for the hats and merch. I, uh, you know, I got to go do something. God bless you guys. God bless your family. Thanks, Bobby, for coming. Check out his stuff and, and show him some love on Instagram. Out, out of everybody I follow, He'll cover stories that I've never heard of and he'll talk about things that like make sense that no one's talking about and uh, make sure you show him some love because it's, it's definitely outside the box. Appreciate it. All right. Peace, everybody. Hey, what's going on, my friends? Just a few ways to stay in touch and support if you'd like to. The first way is dreamrare.com. We have blue beanies, black beanies, pink hats, other colored hats, freedom versus tyranny shirts, stay blessed long sleeve, God is great long sleeve, and lots of more cool items coming soon. Dreamrare.com. Check out the shop to support. Everything's made in the United States. Handpicked by me. Patreon.com slash rare talk for $5 a month. You can help support me. Support the show. If you haven't noticed, unlike other channels, I don't work with very many sponsors, sometimes none at all. And part of the way I'm able to do that is with the dreamrare.com shop and patreon.com slash rare talk. So thank you guys for keeping the show free, unimpeded, uninterrupted. I'm forever grateful. My free email list is stayintouchwithme.com. So check the links below in the description or just type in on any browser, stayintouchwithme.com, all one word. You'll find my email list, put it in there, and it's the least annoying email list you'll ever be on. I barely use it because I don't like getting emailed every day or every week week it's annoying so i don't do it stay in touch with me.com it helps me take back some power away from big tech telegram t.me slash dream rare chat or at dream rare chat due to censorship i post all my live stream and videos there sometimes i have some bonus content and i try to give people a heads up when facebook or youtube won't dream rare chat at telegram my instagram is at dream rare thanks for everybody following there for shorter content and dreamrarelinks.com that's dreamrarelinks.com has all my stuff my podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, my music on Spotify and Apple, my Rumble page, my BitChute and Gab page. All my links are found at dreamrarelinks.com. Thanks for watching, folks. God bless you. You already know I'll be back with more content soon. Appreciate you.